Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. You started the job at Panera Bread Saturday and got a raise already? Yes. I want the name of your boss. I'm going to come talk to you. All right, that is good. Somebody tell me something good. Anything good. I'm just happy to be here today. We're glad you're here today. That is outstanding. Anybody know this lady's name? Monica. There you go. Very good, Monica. All right. Um, Where are the girls? Next, in the bus, okay. Uh, Victoria had some good news. I'm going to let Victoria tell you her good news, and then some of you saw them on Sunday and got to welcome them, but I want you to make sure you make uh, her daughters feel welcome. Tell them your good news. What did, what did you have to do to go get, to get, to get your babies back? This is not like picking your kids up at school, all right? Well, it's school in California, yeah. So they drove there, picked them up, and turned around and came home. That's a, that is a trip, and God was watching over them and let them have a safe trip, no trouble kind of trip, uh, and they're in school. Uh, now, it, guys, you know, if, if we're thinking, we know that what this kind of transitions, you're a teenager, and where you've been living for how many long? Four months. All of which was kind of against their will, and then all of a sudden they're being they're brought back home where they wanted to be with mom. But they're in a new school. They're with they're going to see a bunch of different people. Mom's made some major changes since they saw her last. So a lot of adjustments. Let's be kind. Let's be just a, kind and good and patient with them, because they're. They're going through some adjustment. They, I told them that the welcome to the beach. I didn't tell them that it was just saying no water. But um. all right, tell me something good. Oh, yeah, middle of nowhere in the Guadalupe Mountains. That would be a fun place to have a flat, wouldn't it? All right. Zimri got home, and we got safe. Didn't have a flat too much. Did you get somebody to fix your flat? It was that bad? Yeah, the nail went through and punctured the side. Did you get a new tire? Good. See, that's a good thing. That's not a good thing. Uh, uh, could somebody go check that tire, please? Uh, no, it doesn't have that anymore because I, I went to Discount Tire and got a brand new one. Okay. All right. Good. I'm just not going to ride or be on the road if you're driving on a car that on a wheel y'all changed. Yeah. I can hear that right now. Turn it that way? No, turn it this way. No, no. I've heard these arguments before. <laughs> All right, last call. Somebody tell me something good. DJ got a raise. Well, you know, like, he's, I work for Convergence, and, like, the health care, they do, like, what is it, November? No, October through December, and then they cut them off and take them back to the cable side, and they lose that dollar. Mm-hmm. But they opened up a new position, and DJ applied for it for, like, a CSR, like a, a representative for 
the health care and Medicare and all that stuff, and he's going to get to um, keep his pay but get another 25 cents. Or Outstanding, man. Outstanding. Do they do they let people see how big you are? Is that why you do good on those calls? <laughs> you better not holler at me, buddy. I'll come through this phone, punch your face. <laughs> you might be able to do a lot of good that way. Yeah. Video conferencing. <laughs> Last call. Anybody else? Good, good. That's we we want everybody that shows up in this place to feel that way. It's the way it ought to be. I heard somebody else holler. Good enough. Got your Bible? Go to John chapter eight. John chapter eight. Oh. Okay. The good stuff. No. There's one more good thing. There's one more good thing, and then I, I got to give you the real bad news. Okay. Good thing. This Saturday night. This Saturday night at 6.30, okay, there's going to be a devotional. Now, those of us who grew up going to church know immediately what that means, okay? Those of you who didn't go to church are trying to figure out what is a devotional. It's, gonna, it's a period of time where you express your devotion to the Lord. That's why they call it a devotional. There's going to be singing, there's going to be some praying, there's going to be some scripture reading. It's the whole intent is to focus our attention on God and encouraging each other. That's open night lights, devotional, 6.30, that's this Saturday, okay? If you've got questions, talk to Julie. Julie, wave your hand. That's Julie. All right, did you just hear her? Do not come to her house. <laughs> Ever. No, no, no. It's, uh, that's what she meant, but I, she, you know, I just helping her out. No, it's, it will be here. It will be here. <laughs> James, James, James. They let you go over to their house? That's why they had Bernie and Warren over, so that's why they're having it here, y'all. All right. That's this Saturday. Now, log this away in your, in your brain, okay? Next Wednesday night, that's the 23rd. It's the Wednesday right before Thanksgiving. There will be no meal at 530 Okay, now if you want to bring you a Big Mac or you want to bring your own supper and come, yes, you can come. Come on. There'll be somebody here, I'm sure. I won't be here. Somebody will be here, but the door will be open. You can come in. You can eat and enjoy each other's company. There's going to be some praying and singing. We're going to give some thanks. It's going to be very short. About There's not going to be any Bible classes. No children's classes, no nursery, no anything like that. It's just everybody's going to be in here. We're going to have a time to uh, give thanks to God for all of His blessings. 
and then we'll go home and be ready to deal with whatever families or challenges we've got for the next day, all right? <laughs> or did I say blessings? That's what I meant to say. Did I say challenges out loud? Um, all right. Next month, next Wednesday, no meal, okay? Unless you bring it. And if you bring and you want to bring enough to share with somebody, that's fine with me. That's good enough. Just better, I better have a french fry in the deal, okay? All right. Questions? No, but we did that one year, didn't we? Not this time, I don't think. I don't know. We might could work up some memories. All right. John chapter 8. John chapter 8. John chapter 8, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you, because of our time and because of kind of how distracted we can be on a Wednesday night, what I want us to do is we're going to focus on three or four verses, all right? I want you to look at 31 and 32 first, okay? And I'm going to try and make a, some kind of sense of this with this. Trash, please. I need another one, Brad. I need one more, yeah. I, I love the drawings that our kids do, but if your daughter or son is drawing on the board, I got no problem with that. I love their pictures. I do. I love their pictures and all that kind of stuff. But if you see them pounding the tip of the, the marker into their brother's head, stop them. Okay. In their head, their brother's head. Okay. Stephanie, stop it. All right. All right. Look, in 31 and 32, Jesus is speaking... And he says, if you hold to my teaching, if you hold to my teaching, some of your Bibles will say if you continue in my word, some understanding would be if you devote yourself to obeying my word, a couple of things are going to happen. What's going to happen? You're going to know the truth. And, and the truth then is going to set you free. Okay. Now, we have studied in just a few weeks. We will study this again using John 8, 31 and 32 to help us understand how to be disciples. That's not the focus tonight. So if you've heard me teach that lesson, that's not where we're headed. But let's make sure we understand it. What does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? Somebody, and you may have never been taught this. Some of you I know have been taught it because you've been sitting here while we taught it. What does it mean to be a disciple? 
a follower. Give me a better word. A student, yeah. Now give me a better word. An imitator. Don't ever give somebody else credit. Just say it and then you go. And, I, and you get an extra piece of whatever we had tonight. All right. An enchilada. Eloise made enchiladas. That's what I had. No, you can't have the enchiladas. They're fine. Now, what Stephanie just said was apprentice. Folks, that's really the better word. Because student, some of you have been students, and you sat in class and you listened to the teacher or passed notes while the teacher was talking. And then you crammed for a test and you passed the test and you got by and you got out of school and you didn't apply yourself to learn the stuff that you're in school. That's why I am like I am. We, student just means pass a test and it's done. Apprentice means you study it so that you can imitate it. So that you, and that was the word somebody said imitator. So, so that you can live it. So what Jesus is saying is there anybody, he would be like standing here saying, is there anybody in this room that wants to be a, an apprentice of mine? Not just learn the rules. Because folks, I've sat in church long enough learning the rules. And I don't know about you, but a bunch of us that grew up going to church, that was what church was about, is learning the rules. Making sure you learn what you can do and what you can't do, right? And more often it was what you can't do or shouldn't do instead of what you should do and can do. But point is, I learned rules. Now, I've got nothing against rules. Any kind of learning of God's Word, any kind of learning of God's truth is good learning. Do you hear me? Anything good that you learn from God's Word is good. But Jesus is not interested in you passing a test. He wants you to live a life, right? He doesn't want you to just pass the test. And folks, honest... I don't think when we go stand before God in glory, He's going to say, okay, excuse me, I need to ask you a few questions. Who was the first man? Adam. Adam. You can come in. Who was the first woman? Uh, you can come in too. How do you spell Marshall Hasbaz? Uh-oh. ba da 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 and y'all don't even know who Marcella has been. What y'all think? He just made that up. No, it's in the Bible. Now the point is, I learned those rules. I learned those facts. That's not what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about being an apprentice of His. So what's the significance, understanding that, what's the significance of the word truth? What is the significance of the word truth? And, I, and I'm asking it right. And I know it's not necessarily asked simply, but I need you to think it through. Override the enchiladas. Override the long day at work. Override the distractions that we've had and that we always have on Wednesday, which are part of the joy of this place. Override it and tell me what it means, the significance of Jesus saying, if you'll get into my word, if you'll not just study it, not just read it, if you'll abide in it, if you'll continue in it, if you'll hold to it, if you'll experience it. That's what he meant. If you'll put his word into practice and experience his word, you will know the truth. What's the significance of us knowing the truth? That's a really good, simple way to say it. You're going to know what's right. 
How many times have we sat in this room? How many times have we sat in my office and whether it was a group of us or just one of us talking and we talked about, I just don't know what the right thing to do is. Or I have a hard time making the right decision. You want to know what's right? Really, do you want to know what's right? you know what the right decision is? And it could be about anything. It could be about the way you treat your body. It could be about the way you act at your job. It could be the way you react in a relationship. You want to know the right thing to do? You want to know the truth? You want to know what Jesus says is the truth of the thing? Then you get into His Word and you put it to practice. I, I saw it too much. I even see it once in a while here. But I saw it a bunch as a kid growing up. Somebody would have a question. Well, what about this, preacher? Or what about this, teacher? And we used the Bible like it was a rule book. If you ever went to a little league baseball game, there was always some parent, in the, some dad in the crowd. He had the little league official rule book stuck in his back pocket. And he, didn't, he wasn't worried about where the kids were playing and having fun and learning anything about the game. He wanted to make, that kid's cap brim is curved a little bit too much. It's over 37 degrees curved. What, who cares? If, for the kids that were on my team, if they could find their cap, I was proud, right? But there was always some guy, and there was always some guy in church that's the rule police. And why they look out of one crotch eye, I don't know. But I think maybe they're pirates. Arg, matey. What are you doing that for? You know, They're folks that want to criticize everything. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about put the Word of God to practice. It's not a rule book, y'all, though it's full of rules. It's not a rule book. It's a book for life is what it is. And if you read it, if you experience it, and there's the key, you got to experience, you got to hold on to it. You cannot, you cannot look at it and get, oh, what does Jesus say about this? Well, I couldn't find anything, so it's okay. No, 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 no. You got to get a hold of Jesus' teaching and put it into practice. And then while you're practicing it, you'll understand truth. You'll go, oh, that's what's right. That's what the truth is. And sometimes it takes a while for it to dawn on you. So what do you do until it dawns on you? Practice. Do what Jesus says. Monica, did you say that? She gets an extra enchilada. All right, right there. That's a good answer, Monica. Uh, you taught her that, didn't you? I thought so. Give as E2 some more, too. All right, now. Why do I want to know truth? Estate. I didn't give you the verse yet. Look in, I want you to read 42 and 43. I'll make it easier. Read 44. Read just 44. I want to simplify our life tonight. Read 44 and tell me why do I want to know the truth? Why do I want to practice His Word so I can know the truth? Why do I want to know, hold on to His Word so I can know what is right?
All right, you better read the whole verse. Real loud. There is no truth in the devil. He is going to lie to you. He is going to lie. Jesus is the one that's going to tell the truth. The devil's going to lie. Alright, you remember the story? Adam and Eve. God said, don't eat of that tree. You eat of that tree, you will surely die. Eve and Adam walked by the tree. Satan says, hey, look at that tree. She said, it looked good. I bet it tastes good. And he says, you eat that tree, you will not die. He lied to her. Did she know the truth? Did she listen to the lie? You know why? Stay, stay in John. Stay in John. Tell me why did she give in to the lie even though she knew the truth? In fact, she quoted the truth. She was able to tell the devil the truth. Quote the truth. God said, Thou shalt not, if I eat of that tree, I shall surely die. And he quoted, that's in Genesis chapter 2. She, she quoted the Bible to the devil and then turned around and lived his lie. Why? So, say it again. She didn't abide in the Word. She didn't. Okay, that's, yeah. She didn't hear Him, but hear Him. And I understand what we mean by the word hear, but I need to break it down. We've had enchiladas, so break it down for me. Real simple. She didn't practice what God was teaching, right? She didn't hold to the teaching. Oh, I heard that somewhere. God said that somewhere. And I've heard us do it. Well, I know what the Bible says. I know what God says. And the next word that comes out of somebody's mouth after they said that is, but, but I... Now, let's just be, let's be honest. No Sunday school answer. Let's be real. Well, it's just us, okay? Nobody else is listening. All the visitors are playing asleep right now, okay? I know that God says that's wrong. Or I know that's not what's best. Or I know that's not right. But, fill in the blank. But, I did it anyway. But, sometimes I'm weak. But, I didn't get caught. But, they hurt me so I'm going to give it back. But, I deserve to be happy. Oh, <laughs> But, one time won't hurt. I, I'm sorry, I did. Oh, but that's not what he really meant. But I just, I can get forgiveness later. But, I don't care. But, God hadn't answered my prayer, so I got to take care of it for him. But, it's too hard. But, oh. Say it again. Say it one more time. I love them. Oh, do you know how many? And I'm looking. I'm looking up and down at these tables. Do you know how many times I've heard in this room? I'd say, what were you thinking? And yeah, But I love him. 
Man, if it wasn't so sad, it'd be funny, wouldn't it? But the truth is, all those things you said and a ton more that we could, we could repeat if we'd be honest about it, sometimes we know what's right and we don't do it because we're not hanging on to His truth and we believe the lie. Now, jump across the page, or at least in my Bible, if you've got a real Bible, it's across the page. Go to verse 34 and tell me what happens. Tell me what happens. Tell me what happens when you believe that lie. You become a slave. All right. Now there's lots of... Greek words from the original language. There's a Greek word we could talk about that. This word is, and they could give you those words. I don't know if I'd pronounce them correctly, but the teachers that taught me pronounced them that way, so that's as close as I can get. And I can give you the exact definition of it according to the ones that taught me. But I don't think we need Greek definitions for us to figure this out. Tell me from your life. From your life experience, from what you know to be true because of the way you lived and the consequences to the choices you made, when you believed the lie, when you believed the lie and you did the thing that was wrong, when you didn't hold on to the teaching of Jesus and you did what you wanted to, when you wanted to, how you wanted to, what did it leave you? Empty. What did it leave you? Think slave. Think slavery. Somebody talk to me about being controlled by that. Because the truth is, you had the ability to walk away from it. But what does it mean you're controlled by it? Okay, now what Melissa just said is true, except there's only one adjustment that needs to make to that I let them manipulate me I bought into that manipulation I bought into that well you're the only one for me do you really believe that well I've never loved anybody like I love you Are you really believe that I heard it. And it might have been one of you telling me, and if I could think of who it was, I'd look at you. But I can't remember who told me. But they were in a relationship with a person. And I really can't think, so I'm not going to look at anybody. Okay. But they were in a relationship with somebody. And oh, this person, no, a person was trying to talk them into a relationship with them. And they were being tempted to listen to that. And when the person said, well, what about this, all these women, uh, men you've cheated with? And she said, yeah, but I won't treat you that way. Because you're the one I wanted all my life and you're the one God made for me and we were meant to be. Oh, I love this one. We were meant to be together. Oh, soulmates. That's a good one too. Okay, now hang on. Hang on. 
They telling the truth or they lying? They're lying. You believe it, what happens? You let them take control of you, right? It's not that, oh, I'm under their control. I can't stop it. You can stop it, but you don't stop it because you keep believing the lie. One more example, please. Tell me what it's like to be under to be a slave. Not, not from the definition of the word, but from your experience. What does it mean to be a slave to sin? Did you hear what Denny said? She used a key word. Can anybody pick out the word she used that's the most damning and dangerous of the, all the words she said? They. You get an extra enchilada. They. Hey, hey, hey. I was just kidding. I like that enthusiasm though, don't you? <laughs> they let it cook a minute. How many of us have let our fear of they control us? Done it. Well, what are they going to say? Well, what are they going to think? Are they going to understand? No, oh, no way they'll understand. They won't, nobody, they won't forgive me. They won't accept me. They won't ever leave me. They, 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 they. There's only one them to deal with, and that's him. The they is a lie, and it'll make you a slave. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. What Melissa said that taught us, what Danielle just said that taught us, it's coming from women who've had that experience in their lives. They've made some of those decisions and they were honest. And, it went, and the rest of us could have said that too, right? But in this room, it was interesting to me, not one person mentioned addiction. Did your addiction ever control you? Did you ever make decisions about what you were going to do in your day? Did you ever make decisions what you're going to do with your money? Did you ever make a decision what you were going to do with your mate or your date? Did you ever make decisions based on what you were going to do with your life? With your kids? Because of an addiction? Yeah, whether it's a substance or a person, we, a bunch of us, know something about that addiction, right? Jesus said, don't listen to the lie. He's a liar. He's been a liar from the beginning. He's the father of lies. He's the one that invented lies. He's the first one to tell it. He'll be the last one to tell it before Jesus finally shuts him up. But he's going to keep lying to you. So how do you fight him? How do you overcome that? Stay in John 8. How do you overcome that? Practice Jesus' words. Hold on to his teaching. 
put it into practice, continue in His Word, whatever way you want to say it, because if I do that, what do I know? That's the truth. Um, trying to think of a specific. All I can come up with is a general idea. You've done it when you're, you're teasing somebody, when you're teasing somebody, and they say, um, let's, like, let's, let's talk about Saturday night. Hey, where's that devotional thing going to be? And somebody's going to look at me, and I'm going to say, oh, it's going to be at the park, 37th Avenue A, L. And I'm going to say it in Spanish. 37th Avenue L. I'm going to say it. Like that. That's what Ernest does, and y'all say you understand him. Where is Ernest? I need him. To, anyway, the point is, I'm going to tell somebody that, and then somebody's going to say, that doesn't sound right. And they're going to look over at Warren and say, where's it going to be? And Warren's going to say, oh, it's at James and Julie's house. And they're going to say, that doesn't sound right. So what are they going to do? No, you know what they're going to do? They're going to ask Julie. Julie, Rex and Warren are lying to Now, I'm not lying. I'm just confused. I'm old. Warren is lying. I promise you, you know. He wouldn't even put his fingers in his ears. What do you know about him, you know? You see the point? You eventually turn to somebody who will tell you the truth. In this case, do we know who will tell us the truth? Jesus is going to tell you the truth. So when he whispers it or she promises it, when your own heart starts to crave it, where do you go to get the straight stuff? Where do you go to get the real deal? Where do you go to get the truth? Jesus. And folks, sometimes... I'm sorry, but sometimes if you're going to continue in His Word, if you're going to hold to His teaching, it's going to take a little effort. It's not going to... I'm ready. No, you can't rub it on your head, put it under your arm. You can't sit on it or sleep on it and make it stick, right? But we do. It's like, I've got the Bible. And you people that went to that church that we've talked about before, got them big old honking 50-pound Bibles, and you leave it on the coffee table like it's going to ward off evil spirits. It's not. Just look at your mother in law. No, don't say that. Can we edit that tape? Having the Bible by your bed does not put it in your head, right? If you want the Word of God in you, you got to get in the Word of God, right? And I love. I love people that text verses. I love that. You're not hearing anything. I love that. I know some people that are helped immensely by that and have told me, said, man, somebody does this for me every morning and that helps me. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Anything you can do to get God's Word into anybody's thought process, that's a good thing, right? But the truth is I can't, I can't depend on getting a text Right? What happens if you get one of these phones like I got and you can't find the text and you can't... 
shut up. I mean, it just... It's a piece of junk. But what happens if you get a phone that you can't use? Then you can't get a text. So what do you got to do? You get a hold of this Word of God. You get a hold of this Word of God and you dive in. Now, if you don't know which end to jump in, ask somebody. Find somebody that you see holding on to that teaching. Find somebody who understands living truth. Find somebody who has been set free from that slavery. Find somebody who's been set free from that slavery and ask them, what do you do? Where do I read? What do you read? Because I want to learn to do what you do. Real quick, real quick. In this room, tell me one person that you've seen God's truth and Jesus' words transform and set them free. Give me one person's name. One person's name where they, you see they have seen the truth of God's Word, they hold on to that teaching, and it has changed their life. Danny. So what do you do is you ask Danny, Danny, what are you reading? I want me some of that. I heard somebody else. Teresa. Teresa, did, Teresa, what are you reading? What are you And have tre- Teresa, you got to text me. You got to tell me. You got to help me. And if my text doesn't work, call me. Oh, you can't call me? Send up a smoke signal. Somehow get words to me so I know what word from God to read. Give me somebody. Winter. Ernest. James. Your mom and John. There, folks, you see, there, are there people around? Yeah. So what you do is, if you don't know where to start, get somebody to help you start. And you, if you know, if you text Rex, what am I going to do? Well, I used to text back, but not anymore. <laughs> I'm telling you, I am right now shopping for an old flip phone. That's what I'm going to. No internet, no text, just you call me and I... I want to be able to have a caller ID so I can hang up on you. But I. Uh, <laughs> but the point is, you use, some people have texted me and said, where do I start? I'll tell you where I started. 16 years ago this summer, when my life was crashed because of my stupidity, my selfishness, my shameful behavior, sitting in the same room at 50 years old, where I'd grown, the, the room where I'd grown up, what did I start reading? I started reading Proverbs. So it's no wonder I'm going to ask you to do, encourage you to do the same thing because it helped me. It helped me learn a couple of things that I've tried to teach you. It is always right to agree with God. I may not know anything else, and I know then, and I, I still know, I can't trust my judgment. I've got to be able to trust Him. Not me. Not them. Him. All right. You in John 8 still? I got one more verse to show you and then I'll shut up. (laughs) Verse 51. Verse 51. I tell you the truth. You got it? I tell you the truth. 
if anyone keeps my word, what? Never see death. What that tells me is that if I don't hold on to his teaching, if I don't discover this truth, if I don't experience this freedom, I will face death. If I listen to the lie and live in this slavery, I end up in hell. I don't know about you, but I don't like that prospect. Now, time out a second. I'm going to say it and say it as blunt and as plain as I know how to say it. You have grown up in a world that's been Oprahized. So many times people have listened to her and people like her say, Oh my God wouldn't punish any. I heard her say it. Don't tell me she didn't. I was watching the show the day she did. My God would never punish anyone. I always wanted, when I heard that, I thought, I'd love to visit with her. I'd love to offer her a new life in Jesus is what I'd really like to do. But I'd like to have asked her, is Hitler, are you telling me Hitler's not going to face any judgment from God? But she said, my God wouldn't ever do that to anyone. And I'm telling you, if you watch enough Disney, if you watch enough Oprah, if you spend enough time on Facebook, you get conditioned to believe that everything is kind of okay and there's nothing really wrong if it's kind of like what you want to do. I didn't write this, y'all, but Jesus says nobody that holds on to my word will ever see death. That tells me there must be some that do if they don't hold on to my word. I think it might help us in some of our struggles if we would remember there is a hell. And sometimes, folks, be real honest, you don't have to wait all the way to the end of your life to get to the hell, do you? You thought, well, you know, I just want to drink and have a little fun. How many of you right now would go back to that 16, that 14, 15, 16-year-old kid boy or girl and say, listen, don't do that. Because what you're going to find is nothing but trouble. Yeah, but you won't have so much fun. I'll, I'll trade any fun. I'll trade any fun that I ever had, that you ever had, to skip the hell that came later. How about you? Now, I'm serious. Some of you are thinking, well, yeah, but you know, it's, it's a lot of fun out there. I'm telling you, whatever you think is fun, You'll wonder later, why did I do that? I think of it all the time. And there'll be a day when that decision is made that you can't change and you end up in hell. And then everybody's going to, everybody there wishes they hadn't done that. So let's make a decision while we still got a little bit of time that we're going to hold on to his teaching, that we're going to hold on to this truth that we're going to experience this freedom. And we didn't get him to talk about that. You know what it's like to be free of guilt? To be free of guilt? I didn't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm forgiven. And not only am I forgiven, today I didn't mess up. 
What a great... That's freedom. No, I'm not a slave. I'm free in Jesus. And then to have the promise that I will not see death, that I will only have life. Man, what a deal, right? I looked at that young man today. Young man who's trying to learn about life and trying to overcome some stuff. And I tried to show him. Well, he saw it. We walked with Jesus for a minute and then he saw it. You can't live in the lie and stay in your slavery and experience life. You got to hold to his teaching. You got to break free. Let Jesus break you free from that sin, that damnation, to find this new life. I wish Andrew was here because I'd use this illustration. I, uh, I reached in, got so much trash in my pocket. I reached in and got my dollar, like I always do, right? Got my dollar and I said, uh, Andrew, if somebody offers you a free gift, what do you do? And he sat there, would not take it. I said, Andrew, somebody offers you a dollar, what do you do? He just sat there. I said, Andrew, one more time. If somebody offers you a dollar, what do you do? He said, I don't take it. I said, why? He said, what does he want for it? I didn't know this growing up. I know it now because I read it from Jesus. It's a free gift, y'all. He wants nothing from it, for it. He just wants to give you a new life. Now, once you get a new life, what do you think you might do? Take care of it. Take care of it. <laughs> Angels even sing around here to confirm my point. He finally took the dollar and I loved what he did. When he took the dollar, he didn't do like some of you did. He took the dollar, folded it up and stuck it in his pocket. Some of you have left it on my desk trying to give it back to me. Some of you put it in the Bible you were borrowing and tried to give it back to me. Not Andrew. I wanted it stuck in his pocket and took it. And I said, so Jesus wants to give you a new life. You want it? Yes. I said, when? He said, how soon can we do this? I said, well, you know, I'm real busy right now. We might ought to wait three or four weeks. Nah! I said, right now. Let's get it done right now. And Andrew walked out of here with a brand new life. Is he free? Does he know truth? You get to decide tonight which side you want to be on. I've lived long enough there. I, don't want, I want no more of this. This is what I want. I'll let you decide for you, right? Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight, for time with them, and most of all for time with Jesus and His Word. And God, we thank you for that. We thank you for these words. These words that were printed down for us so we could read them, discuss them, and God, we want you to help us to remember them. 
and our intent, God, I, I, there are people in this room, God, I know they believe this. They want to hold to your teaching. They want to hold on to the teaching of Jesus. They want it to set them free. They want it to change them. So I ask your blessing on all of them. But I also ask God on the ones that don't yet have the new life, on the ones that don't have yet that freedom, haven't yet accepted, held on to, obeyed truth. Open their hearts tonight. Stir something in them right now where they won't leave until they've had a chance to get their new life. In Jesus' name, amen.